Welcome to the Scuff Podcast, where we talk about U.S. soccer. Everything depends on this Wales match on Monday. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time. If we can beat them, not only are we set up well to advance from the group, we're set up for a Black Friday showdown with England that could capture the attention of the nation. So how do we beat the Welsh, Greg? Hang on a sec. Before we before we do all that, like this that England game is not like a, a already marked down as a loss. So while yes, we the well the match against Wales is very important, everything does not depend on it. If we lose <laughs> that game, <laughs> even if we lose this game to Wales, all that, that all that's gonna happen is that the US and Wales will get through. So yeah, it's huge for Wales. But we've got some we've got some cushion here because we're much better than England and we're much better than Iran. Yeah, I'm thinking of like the culture, you know, everything. <laughs> the popularity of soccer does depend to some extent on the the Wales result because it'll it'll provide a build up for that game against England. That's true. You know? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's fair. Okay, so everything. But you're right. Does Strictly fact, speaking, everything does not depend on the Wales match. I agree. I was just being, you know, taking some poetic license. Well, and I'm I, taking I, some I poetic admit, license, calling it poetic license, too. <laughs> I've got to admit I was doing the same because, uh, you know, the math, the math models, the ELO, just going purely off ELO, if we lose to Wales, our, our odds of advancing do drop precipitously. Yeah, uh, I have a tendency to kind of give some heroic glow to our opponents. I do. I do tend to do that. So I have to acknowledge that. But I, I think Wales, this is going to be a tough one. They're an experienced team. They have credibly gone head-to-head with the Netherlands and Belgium twice each in the past six months. Now, they lost three of those games and drew one of them, but those are really good national teams that they kind of hung in there with. Uh, They defeated Ukraine in that playoff that sent them to the World Cup. I don't think they have any glaring weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, if they have a glaring weakness, um, I, I, I won't even say this is a glaring weakness. Can't even make that stretch. But it's that they don't really choose to try to uh, like break teams down with the ball. I mean, they're, they're definitely trying to hit fast um, in transition, hit fat, pretty much hit fast in transition. Yeah. And they're, and the, the, to be fair, they're pretty good at it and they have the, they have the personnel to do it. Well, let's say, let's talk about who their starting lineup is likely to be. And then I'm going to, we're going to get into the, the midfield question, which I think is kind of critical for them. They have a solid back line in Ben Davies, uh, Joe Roden, and Ethan Ampadu. Um, now, Ampadu could end up playing in the midfield, depending on some other stuff, and that would bring uh, Chris Meppham in at, at right center back. Goalkeeper is Wayne Hennessy, or has been. I think there's a chance it could be Ward, a, another guy. Um, and then the wingbacks are Connor Roberts and Nico Williams. Williams, in particular, likes to get forward and do some damage. And then the front line is going to be Gareth Bale at right wing, uh, Kiefer Moore, a big target man at Bournemouth at striker, and then either Dan James or Brennan Johnson on the other wing. I know James has gotten more of the starts in crucial games for Wales in the last year. I think Brennan Johnson's a more dangerous player. We got to talk about Gareth Bale a little bit. He's, uh, you know, he sort of famously came over to LAFC, famously in our little world, over to LAFC didn't even play in the playoffs until the the MLS Cup final and then comes in and scores a header to equalize in at the death to help LAFC beat Philly and that is i think 
He's it's kind of how he is for Wales too. I mean, he start he's going to start against the U.S. He's not going to be that great, like most <laughs> of the time. You know what I mean? He's going to be wasteful. Uh, there's going to be he's going to disappear from the game for stretches, but then he's going to pop up and that freakish athletic ability and magical left foot are gonna are gonna show themselves, or they have the they have the tendency to do so. I mean, he single handedly beat Austria in March with a devastating free kick and a and moment of class. The, that's that's the the Austria match in March was their World Cup playoff semifinal. So it's a it was a one off game to see who was going to play Ukraine in the uh, in the playoff to go to Qatar. So a massive game for for them, of course. And he got he he had a free kick that was I mean one of the best free kicks I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm just laughing so because because yes, this dude can absolutely just beat us with in with like 30 seconds of work over a 90 minute game. Uh, I, I think the fact that he disappears is in part because again of the way Wales play. Like they, especially if they do get a lead, they aren't particularly interested anymore in doing anything besides protecting their goal. Um, and and I don't know I, I don't know if uh, if I'm overstating that or but in these in those cagey like must win games in those world cup uh playoffs like very little adventure once they once they had a lead oh yeah once they have a lead it's it's uh, they're done i mean except for the <laughs> except for transition and and you know dan, dan james and brennan johnson both can get out in space and cause problems for the uh, the opponent bale also you know it was his free kick that drew an own goal against ukraine in that win and you're in game that they played that they played against ukraine uh, the, now let's talk about the midfield a little bit because it's perhaps the most interesting part of the field for them. Um, Aaron Ramsey and Joe Allen, 31 years old and 32 years old are the, I think the first choice starters in a, in that two man midfield. Ramsey is healthy and he went, he's gone 90 for Nice in Liga 1 twice in recent weeks, like the last two games before the, the world cup break, he went 90. Allen, however, is not healthy. And here's a clip from Football Weekly, a Guardian podcast about that, which I think kind of is important. Joe Allen is the biggest concern. On the Feast of Football podcast I do for the BBC, Danny Gabadon routinely describes Joe as our most important player because we don't really have a replacement for him. His tackling, his distribution, his calmness on the ball, he just brings the best out of Bale and Rambo. He allows them to play, makes our midfield tick. He hasn't played, uh, worryingly, since September the 17th. Um, and Russell Martin, Swansea's manager, admitted that mistakes have been made in his re- rehab. So it's a race against time to get him fit. Yeah, so Joe Allen is critical, I think, for them. If uh, if they don't, if he's not healthy, then it's probably Ampadu or a Joe Morrell in the midfield with Aaron Ramsey. There's also the possibility of Aaron Ramsey starting on the on the wing in more of a winger position, and that would push uh, you know James or Brennan Johnson to the to the bench, most likely. I had Ryan March on the podcast, uh, who does the Alternative Wales podcast, and he said, he said essentially that's the tell on how um, Wales is going to approach this game. If they do have Allen and Ramsey in there, they're going to go for it in that midfield. They're going to go for it. If if Ramsey gets pushed to the wing, or if uh, Allen is replaced by a, a less elegant footballer, it means they're going to they're going to try even harder to pack it in. And, and I was really curious about about that because I wasn't sure what he meant by go for it. I, like Wales don't feel like a team that even if they're going for it are going to be trying to connect 30 or 40 passes per possession. Uh, so it, it might have just been like, how much respect do Wales give the U.S. to to emphasize putting a more defensive player in for their block and then counter? Or how much are they willing to sacrifice 
a little bit on the defensive side with Aaron Ramsey to give themselves more skill and talent when they are, you know, trying to execute those counterattacks. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's that. Yeah. As opposed, you know, if they don't, if they have Ramsey and Bale in there, it's going to be, um, they're not going to be as dynamic. If Ramsey and Bale are the wingers and Kiefer Moore's up top, they're not going to be as dynamic as they would be if they had a Dan, a Dan James or a, or a Brennan Johnson. Right. But either way, not expecting Wales to somehow suddenly get expansive, even if we see Ramsey in the midfield, to get expansive and start playing like, you know, tiki-taka soccer. But do you really think they're going to just like pack it in? I, I mean, I, I acknowledge that they will if they score first. Then we're in for, then we're in for some pain, I think. But I don't know. So they, um, I, I don't think they're going to sit like super, super deep. I think, I think they look to create transition moments with some like occasional pressing, pressing triggers um, that they'll come up and hunt a little bit. Uh, but, but they're trying to do when they, when they get it, they, they want to go fast. I think that's kind of how I'm going to describe it. They want to play upfield fast. Uh, and, and so, you know, when we'd been talking about the U.S. lineups, I'd been kind of like, maybe we don't need Tyler Adams for, for Wales, but I'm, I'm very much now the opposite where it's like, I think Tyler Adams absolutely must play. I was, I was in the minority anyway, saying, <laughs> saying that he shouldn't, uh, or that we might not need him, but no, like watching, watching these, these, the game tape on Wales, like. I think Tyler Adams might be our most important player for denying Wales on the four or yeah. five chances they, that they do try to build to go fast at us. I'm hoping that they only get four or five chances to go fast at us, but that's where Tyler Adams is going to make his money. Snuffing out transition scoring opportunities for the other team. So we, we have some notes on several of Wales recent performances. Why don't you tell me if you would, how you think the U.S. can go at them. So we need Tyler Adams on the field to stop those transition moments. We need to be very, very conscious of transition. Isn't that kind of like always the case, I guess? Yeah, but I mean, again, more so here. Like we can't get lulled into this false sense of security that because we have control of the soccer ball, we have for long stretches of time that we're in control of the game, right? Because whales aren't interested in controlling the ball for long stretches of time. Uh, they'll gladly concede it. They aren't necessarily going to like try to take it from us. Um, again, they'll be opportunistic and at times try to jump up on our center backs, on our goalkeeper. And and we have shown that, you know, a Matt Turner or a um, Aaron Long, if he's starting, can, and, and Tyler Adams as well in distribution, they can be had here, right? So if, if, if they have a, a little bit of a loose touch or they have a pass that they can't execute that well, Wales will gladly be ready to pounce on that and come at us. But for the most part, no, I do see them trying to just stay in their shape, stay organized and, and test out whether we are capable of hitting them in pockets uh, in their zone or if we're capable of uh, maybe doing somebody one on one on the edge uh, and, and sort of forcing them out of that shape. Well, it's, it's not rocket science, but the thing that seems to break them down, the way that their opponents have been able to break them down, other than having Kevin De Bruyne on the team, is... <laughs> Is to is to play the ball to the feet of a striker checking back into the amoeba to deal, to steal a phrase from you, um, and then so like Poland scored Poland beat Wales yeah, September. This was a uh, essentially a do or die game for Wales in their European Nations League. Is it called Nations League there? It is UEFA Nations League. So 
you know, I don't know if Wales considered it a must win, but they had to win to stay in Group A of Nations League. They they lost and got demoted uh, to to Group B or whatever it is, uh, the second tier. Um, but even in this game where, you know, they have to win because Poland were on four points and Wales were on one point. A win would have put them level on points and put Wales ahead of Poland on goal difference. So it would have okay. meant a win keeps them in and drops Poland. Um, even then their first Wales's first shot didn't come until 30 minutes into the game. And it was like a counter out of nowhere where Poland had inexplicably over rotated. Again, this is where the U S has to be very careful with our rest defense, the way we shape ourselves when we're in possession to minimize the chance of Pol- or of Wales coming back at us. Poland didn't do it in this moment, 30 minutes into the game. And Wales got probably their first or second best chance of the match. And, and they didn't have that many. To be fair, Poland didn't have that many chances either. And um, I thought Dan James and Brennan Johnson both caused some problems for them. Okay, so the, so the Poland goal comes from just a ball, like a ball driven, sort of a bouncing ball driven at Robert Lewandowski. And he... You know, he just pr- produced a moment of quality, volle- volleying uh, Swiderski, I think, gently in behind the back line for the winner early in the second half. So it's just a, is just you know Lewandowski showing for the ball, a ball driven into him, kind of a difficult ball to handle, and he just takes the perfect touch on it to assist uh, the the game winning goal. Yeah, some really cool I, geometry from Lewandowski there to to sort of just cushion that ball on the volley into the open space uh, for yeah. his teammate to run onto. Um, the kind of thing that you definitely expect Jesus Ferrer to do in a, in a World Cup match. He, with- he will see that geometry. I don't know if he can execute it. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah. Again, the thing for me to remember in this game is the game state was huge, right? Poland effectively entered this game with a half-goal lead because a draw was good enough for them. If, if it finishes 0-0 or 1-1, they're fine. So they weren't really interested in attacking that much either. So for me, the big tell here is Wales, when they have to attack, still can't necessarily put together that much quality attacking. Okay. That's, that's, my, that's my big takeaway. Um, you know, once Poland, especially once Poland got their goal, didn't care at all about attacking the rest of the way because now they've got a one and a half goal lead. And even if they concede one, they're still fine. Right. Um, but yeah, so it was more about Wales in this thing where they were chasing from the first whistle. They had to score a goal. Um, couldn't really muster that much. And that's, I'm just taking it as, a, as something that's at least encouraging for the U.S. Because our defense has been mostly pretty good. I mean, the thing that I'm worried about for us is a mistake. You know, a mistake that, that gives them a goal. Because they will, you know, they will pounce on that. But, but I, I, even as I say that, they'll pounce on it. But I don't know, you know, Dan James will miss. You know, I know finishing isn't a thing, but Dan James can't finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be about we want the chance to, to fall to someone besides Gareth Bale. Is what we yeah, want. don't let it fall to Gareth. I, uh, order of operations would be um, <laughs> Gareth Bale is the least, the one we least want it to fall to, then probably Kiefer Moore, then, then Brennan Johnson, and then, you know, Aaron Ramsey and, and Dan James, knock on wood can be um they can have as many chances as they want all right well they played uh but wales also played belgium in september um belgium 18 shots to wales seven wales got a few set pieces and some scramble moments uh brennan johnson stood a ball up for Kiefer Moore, and he dunked on a sort of fringe member of the belgian national team a guy named zeno de bost 
who was a debutante in the back three, who didn't make the World Cup squad. That was Wales' only goal. Belgium scored on a good finish from De Bruyne after some patient buildup, getting the ball to Batsuyashi on the right side. He centered it and KDB hit it well with his left foot into the into the front corner. The second goal came from another moment of uh, De Bruyne quality, running the channel, receiving the ball, and then crossing it for a, a Batsuyashi tap-in. So Belgium was able to get some joy against Wales, but a lot of it was because of Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, and we've got a Gio Reyna, so this should be no problem for us. Yeah, like for like, <laughs> like for like. Uh, I'm gonna take us to I'm gonna take us to the the Wales versus Austria World Cup playoff semifinal. Please uh, do, because I think I think this is gonna be the one that for me was the most informative to watch because uh, Austria were really like working hard in possession to break Wales down. Uh, you know, you go through all the shots. And again, a little bit of like why scout uh, inside baseball here. When you click on their clips, you get the 10 seconds leading up to the actual action you're trying to watch. For Wales, when you're watching all their shots, the pattern is the same, right? Like when you click there, your Wales might not even have the soccer ball yet 10 seconds before their shots because their shots come on these um, turnovers that they try to create. And then they just yep. go get their shot off or it's going to be a set piece. Uh, so they're all lined up taking a corner kick or a, a free kick. Um, Austria was like the opposite. Every Austria possession, every Austria shot that you were, that you were cycling through, like you'd, you'd get to that, that clip would start and it's Austria in the middle of a possession. Well, I want to see how it started. So I got to go back 10 seconds and then I got to go back 10 more seconds and then back 10 more. Like all of Austria's shots came from like 40, 50 second buildups, uh, against Wales where they could patiently, um, try to pull Wales, stretch Wales with their movement, play into the amoeba, play around the edge. Um, and, and I think I'm hoping that this is the tape Burhalter's watching because Austria gets some good looks uh, doing this. They just didn't capitalize and then they fall to the two Gareth Bale uh, worldies. Yeah. I, so I thought, you, you know, Wales played Ukraine a few months after they played Austria. I thought Ukraine did a better job of getting good looks from possession than, than Austria did. But I mean... Usually you're right and I'm wrong, so um, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take it. I just didn't. I, I just. I just don't know that Austria's looks were really that good against Wales. Like they, no. they did have a lot of possession, but a lot of their shots were like blocked off the foot of Arnautovic or, you know, something like that. Right. I, I think what I'm looking for in this tape and what I'm, I'm expecting Greg Berhalter's looking at uh, is the early buildup because that's where we struggled so badly against Japan. And again, Japan was is going to that. Japan defense is going to look a lot different than the Wales defense uh, once we get there. But like the, the buildup issues that I think we see from some of our center backs, I think, uh, and from our goalkeeper, I think this is where Berhalter can take this tape from Austria and be like, okay, this is how you can uh, find those weak spots in, in Wales' zones. And then it's going to be about what do we do once we've done that? And Austria didn't do the best job over 90 minutes. Um, again, they fell behind 25 minutes in. And then, then it gets really tough because then Wales, I think, pack it in even a little bit more, send fewer people forward, even on their counter attempts. Um, but, I, but I just feel like watching what Austria are trying to do in possession is, is going to be a good proxy for what we try to do uh, in our possessions. You're saying we're going to attack Wales the way we're likely to attack Wales is the way Austria did, just with long spells of possession, playing it into the amoeba. Um, maybe trying to create triangles at the top of their box. 
are we not going to do the sort of, you know, hit it long stuff because they're not going to be, they're, they're going to be too deep for us to do that basically. I'm, that's what I'm expecting. Yeah. I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll be able to just hit the ball in behind their, their back line uh, and go. I, I mean, like there, there'll be times where we can get some rotation and maybe sneak a, a player through, but it's, it's not going to look anything like Saudi Arabia where it's just like long ball after long ball into a deep player. And then everyone rushes to catch up to the play. Uh, or doesn't, or doesn't rush to catch up to the play as the case may be. No, I think it's going to be very much about um, hitting, hitting that ball into the, into the amoeba first, trying to, you know, force Wales to collapse on that play and then going out from there. And I really do think that we're capable of it. I think we've got the players to do it. Um, and so it's just going to become execution and frequency. How, how brave are we to do it? How well do we execute it? How often? Anything else on the Austria game from no, you? No, that's, that's my Austria bit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, just, to, just to sort of drive the point home, Bale's free kick, the one in, you know, 25 minutes in that sort of changed the game state was, I don't know, what, 23 yards away? And he hit it over the wall, and it dipped over the wall, and it just grazed the underside of the crossbar at the, you know, very much top ends, very close to the post. Just an unstoppable shot. And then he scored the, the second goal in the second half, I believe. Or was it still in the first half? Anyway, he scored the second goal on a corner kick where it was just sort of somebody else took a touch and he came, he flashed through and took it off his teammate's foot and then just whipped it into the far corner. Um, just the whole thing was so surprising and decisive the way he scored there uh, to make it 2-0. Yeah, the, the dude's on another level. Like very clearly, yeah, Gareth Bale is on another level. He's so good. Against Ukraine, the game that, that sent Wales to the World Cup, uh, it was the lineup was Hennessy in goal and then Ampadu, Roden, and Davies. I mean, basically the lineup that we think is the first choice lineup uh, with Daniel James instead of Bre- Brennan Johnson. Brennan Johnson came on uh, later. There was a little bit of raggedness from Ethan Ampadu on a step, which kept Yaramchuk, the Ukrainian striker, onside to run onto a driven ball from the down the channel from one of the center backs. And he drew a diving save from Hennessy. I thought, in general, Ukraine had a lot of chances in this game. They just couldn't seal the deal. And as we've talked about, Wales did a very good job of transitioning quickly out of their out of their five four one and racing into the attack. They pretty much have a five four one as their base defense, right? Yeah, and that's why I think it's 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 not like their wingbacks are super aggressive trying to cheat upfield while they're defending. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So that's where that's where it's not like oh we can just hit the space behind their wingbacks over and over again. Uh, it's it's going to be more like we have to f- get the ball facing their defenders up, and then we've got to find some clever ways to uh, go from there to shooting opportunity. So, does that make you think uh, Jesus Ferreira is going to start since he's sort of the he's sort of the Berhalter's platonic ideal of the guy who can do that? <laughs> um, idea, platonic idea. I mean, so, so the the issue becomes. Uh, to attack the five four one, if you put Ferreira there coming back into the middle, uh, then obviously what you want is people running beyond him. And if Gio Reyna is starting in this game, he's not the player who's going to be running beyond him. Gio could very much do what you're asking Ferreira to do. He's not checking back from the back line, but he can operate high and then find pockets in that, in that space um, to do all of those things. And so I think that's going to be the, the tension there is 
if you're going to start Reyna in in the in the midfield or even as one of the half space merchants, then I think you just want Sargent uh, up top. I think it's a much better balance against Wales to keep Sargent higher um, and do less dropping in from the striker because Reyna can do that. If it's Pulisic and Wea, then yeah, I think Ferreira probably makes most the most sense. Okay. Okay. I noticed in this case, in this case, I know people worry about Ferreira, his frame and getting muscled out. Like if Ferreira is actually bringing center backs up with him to muscle him out, then he, I mean, even doing that is almost like doing his job. Like uh, if center backs are coming up to, to knock Ferreira off the ball, then you're probably not going to be going to Ferreira. You're going to be looking for Wea or Pulisic in, in the channels behind them. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is true, though. Where where is the guy who will make that run in behind the most effectively? Um, if the striker is dropping deep, um, much more effectively than Reyna, even though Reyna is a more, I would say, a more talented player than Wea. Um, I did notice a couple more things about that Ukraine game. I no, I did notice that just like Lewandowski played that one touch pass in behind uh, Yaramchuk. Did this a couple times for Ukraine. It was a it was a, a way for them to create real chances. Um, they just couldn't capitalize. Like I said earlier, um, the the Wales goal came on an own goal when Andrei Yarmolenko, who you may remember from Dortmund days, uh, headed it in, um, headed in a Gareth Bale free kick. And um, Dan James dives a lot. Not a big fan of that. Uh, but but he can do some stuff in the middle third and he can't do anything in the final third. I thought Ukraine was much more patient and practiced against a low block than we have ever looked. And they were peppering the goal in the second half. Um, Hennessy and Davies both sort of built monuments to themselves in the, in that <laughs> late second half. They did. The, but, to, but to be honest, the takeaway there is Wales, even, even sitting deep just to protect their one goal ticket to Qatar they're not airtight, right? Like they have, you know, they have moments where they crack and it was just a little bit lot of luck to go along with that hard work from guys, you know, throwing bodies in front of the goal um, that they, that they got out of there with their one zero win. Yeah. Game could have, game could have gone differently. I think it's fair to say. Um, Ukraine had 66% possession and, and Wales basically, uh, I think outside of maybe, a couple of games in the last six months, they get out possessed. So, right again, not they're not interested in having the ball. They're not even that interested in taking the ball away from you. So, are you you know after after going through all this footage, do you feel more confident about our chances against Wales or less? So, I, I genuinely feel more confident about it. Uh, I mean, it's gonna, it should be like the chance for the U.S. to showcase whether we're actually any good or not. So, <laughs> if we're any good. We should we should be able to actually showcase that against Wales. If we're not any good, then we will find that out, and we won't be able to even you know come close to breaking down Wales' defensive block. And Wales will hit us a couple of times on a couple of our turnovers. And and I know I just said you know we can losing to Wales isn't the end all be all, but if that's what happens and we don't create any chances, and then Wales score on counters and beat us, it probably does signal that our World Cup is pretty much done because we're not good enough at soccer to advance. So we just got to pass the ball to either Ferreira or Sargent's feet. Reina. Pay, get Reina. Get Reina in the, get get Reina Reina in in there. the in, into the thick of things. But is, is Berhalter going to do that? Is he going to put Reina in the midfield for this game? Even if he doesn't. So Reina, again, Reina could play out wide on the right. Uh, 
especially if Josh Sargent is up top and uh, and he could cook like he could totally cook in there. We can get the ball into him. He's such a grown man when, when the ball comes into his feet in any kind of a pocket. Uh, and he can I mean, he can do some real individual cooking if, if we yep. can pull this off. And again, this goes back to also hoping uh, that Tim Ream gets a little bit of a look because Tim Ream can hit the ball into those pockets. Uh, Zimmerman will try to hit the ball into those pockets. We have two center backs feeding uh, our best cooker. Uh, we could do some things. Okay. Haven't even mentioned like here, Eunice Musa can cook here. Like Eunice Musa can do uh, somebody 1v1. And I know there's a lot of dominoes that still have to fall, but that can be, that can be what you need to undo a team that's trying to sit in this low block. Yeah. Or in, in, a, you know, in a very organized block, even if it's not necessarily a low block. Like, we've, we've, got the, we've got some weapons to do it. And I don't know, man. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Musa's chances in a 1v1 battle with either Ramsey or Joe Allen. Are, or I Joe think, Allen's are, replacement. Come on. Yeah. Are pretty good. You know, I, I back him to, to, I back us to overrun their midfield if there's an opportunity to do that. I, but, you know, soccer's a crazy game. They do have Gareth Bale. They, they are extremely sort of cohesive and, you know, we'll see. They're committed. They are committed. As the announcer said after the national anthem against Ukraine, if there was a World Cup for singing, Wales would win it every time. <laughs> and, you know, you guys know I'm a fan of singing. Hey, All right. As soon as this game, as soon as this game's over, I think we're cheering for Wales. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. I am, at least. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Hopefully, we've shed some light here. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see ya. <laughs> <laughs>